0: Have you ever been to a poetry slam? Yeah, in
1: college, yeah. though. Don't yeah, think I, it counts. I think
0: I also went um, to a, a, a poetry slam in university. Is that yeah. when
1: everybody goes to poetry slam? I
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I think so. I think I don't there's know. a
1: line, okay? You're allowed to dabble in poetry slam in allowed college, but if you do it after that, now you're in poetry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a line you cross. You live and breathe poetry. Yeah, if you're in your 30s doing poetry <laughs> slam, you are a poetry person. You can't just, you know.
0: Yeah, you appreciate it, right? That haiku.
1: You've yeah. made. You get a free trial period in college. <laughs> hey, go do it as much as you want, but like, that's just an experience in college. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Romcom Rewind Podcast.
0: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again.
1: You're joining us here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well.
0: So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms break them down a bit for you maybe take a peek behind the curtain dig beneath the surface and decide does it still hold up
1: this week we're doing love Love happens Happens. Then, if you're listening to us on spotify throw us a follow subscribe on apple Podcasts. reach out on instagram or tiktok at romcom rewind if you would like to chat uh kaylee was chatting with us earlier this week she started off by saying hi just started listening to your podcast and i absolutely love it i've been listening to it all day at work I heard the part where y'all said you'd take suggestions. That's it. Right here. That's what's happening. Kaylee is thinking we do Just Right with Queen Latifah and Common. One of her most favorite rom coms ever.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to do that one. Yeah.
1: You know what? Common's an interesting. um, Like, when he acts, I feel like he picks the places where he acts. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know my favorite Common movie. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yep, yep. Love Happens is a Mm -hmm. 2009. Romantic drama film directed by, written by Mike Tomskin, directed by Brandon Camp. It's the story of a guy named Burke Ryan, played by Aaron Eckert. Burke is a, he's kind of like a celebrity therapist, PhD, wrote a self-help book called A O K about dealing with the loss of loved ones. Kind of a catalyst for him writing this book is that his wife, unfortunately, passed away in a car crash a few years prior to the movie, and he has to deal with that grief. And we meet Burke... In the middle of him doing, it's kind of like a book tour, seminar tour, workshop thing. Um, we're set in Seattle, which happens to also be the location that his wife's family is from,
0: and I think he they used to live. Like I think the accident happened
1: in in Seattle. Yeah, okay, I think
0: yeah. I think so. That's kind of why he didn't want to ever come back.
1: Fair. We also meet along the way. Eloise, played by Jennifer Aniston, she is a floral designer who. We'll get to our meet-cute, but she kind of oversees the florals for the hotel that Burke is staying at and holding his event. So, right there, we, we we got our moments. What are your thoughts on Love Happens? Without further ado, Burke Ryan. I'm feeling okay. How are you? This is your moment. TV, radio, publishing. Like Learjets? You know that's not why I wrote it. You do know that you're helping people? So tell me, what motivated the book? Uh, my wife died three years ago. Never intended for anyone to actually read it. The only thing separating you and me is in your head. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Would you like to have a cup of coffee? I have never been on a date with someone who has a cardboard cutout of themselves. It's so really good for the carpool lane. <laughs> How long have you been at this? Oh, I finally got up the guts a couple of years ago to open my own shop.
0: May I just point out, now you're dating some guy who's not even going to be in town for 72 hours? I like him. You me what this movie is more of a a dramedy? Yeah. Is that what it is? Like yeah. a, It's not really, or a a A a rom? Sure. Yeah, like there's really not a ton of comedy in it. It's more dr- drama romantic, I think. Um and I think a big part of this movie is dealing with grief as well. Like and the only way, you know, is through and and the seminar kind of is a big piece of the uh of the movie and how Burke works through his own grief. Um different than like a a rom-com, really. Like it's it's a drama um i thought it was good i thought it was it thought it was um a good watch not stellar you know nothing to write home about but i do love jennifer aniston so
1: really well you love okay you love jennifer aniston yeah
0: and and yeah i mean my honorable mentions i'll get into it more of like who i really loved in this movie um you know jennifer aniston for sure but yeah yeah
1: i think we we get to the bottom of a key question in this movie namely Okay. Did Jennifer Aniston successfully transition oh my God. from TV to movies? Because that was a key topic in our recent podcast, yes. Long Shot. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. friend Devin. I will take the opportunity of this podcast to state Sh- the case of whether or not Jennifer Aniston actually did transition to film successfully. Spoiler
0: no, you don't think so. No. <laughs> okay, why why don't you think so? Like do you think she wasn't good in this movie or do you think like just the role itself like didn't truly bring her everything like you know that she is
1: to the surface? I think looking back at Jennifer Aniston's IMDB, save like <laughs> two or three movies, she th- there was a period of time where she really needed to fire her management company or her agent or some. I could have made better decisions for you, Jennifer Aniston. Like, this movie, you're you're right. It's it's a good movie, but I don't think it was good for her. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I even... I'm going to get to this later on. There were other movies that came out around the same time period that I'm like, oh, man, if you just slap Jennifer Aniston in there instead of the other person, she'd have a hit. And instead, she gets this movie, which is kind of like, eh, it's good. I Okay,
0: I will agree with you. I still think Jennifer Aniston did, good, did a good job. I do think, though... Because it was more of a drama romantic movie, um, I find that Jennifer Aniston, she was the lead, but
1: Burke's grief was really also the lead. Does that I like it, Sarah? You know, That's an interesting thought process. Like it really was about
0: him going through his own grief with the help of Eloise herself, but also everybody in the seminar, everybody in his life, being back in Seattle, having having to be there and having to go through the emotions that he never really had to go through or or chose not to go through. So I think grief was on the same level as Jennifer Aniston. And I think that's where maybe the problem lies is that she was on the same level as the storyline of grief, which is not a good thing for Jennifer Aniston. This is
1: some, you know what? This is some like grade 12 book report <laughs> shit where you're like the main character in oh this my Shakespearean play is tragedy itself. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, that's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> um so but but also so overall i mean i like this movie it is kind of strange i think like individually and this is going to get back to that jennifer aniston thing i think all the pieces of this movie kind of make sense like the storyline's actually sort of interesting the acting performances are good yeah. the supporting cast isn't bad you Love got it. martin sheen you got Absolutely. judy greer yeah. Aaron Eckert, Jennifer Aniston, like we've seen better movies with a worse cast than this.
0: Yeah. It's kind don't forget like, Dan Fogler. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kinda like when you when you do like the the build your own pizza online. And you just pick like oh, five or I was six. Like,
0: I was like, "How do you build your own animated pizza online?" But you're like legit ordering pizza online. Never mind. Okay, no, I'm yeah. talking about mm-hmm. literally going to Pizza Hut and building a pizza. Oh, Pizza Hut! I really want very pizza very literal now. right now. Really want pizza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's like you, you pick all the things you're you like, right? Like yeah. pepperoni, bacon, sausage, chicken strips, Asiago chicken cheese. Strips. Throw in some like uh, caramelized onions and olives and a barbecue swirl and away we go. I am a pep
0: and cheese kind of girl. I just like pepper and cheese. Oh my god, that is you're so I literally... know. Anyway, anyway, for the analogy, analogies. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> back to the analogy. God, I'm just trying. To spin I out really an want pizza now.
1: <laughs> Individually, all those things are good. Combine it, kind of sucks. Anyway, let's go.
0: So, if you notice in the first ten minutes of the movie, I don't know, I don't know if you did, but I wonder how much Grey Goose vodka paid for their pl- product placement.
1: Oh, yeah, he, uh...
0: It's it's quite a few times in, like, the first ten minutes of the movie. It was, yeah, it was a few times. And I was like, they have to be paying a lot of money for product placement of Grey
1: Goose. Can I already pick out a weird plot hole? Sure. Because he has the Grey Goose at the beginning. Yeah. Like, five minutes later, he talks about, you know, a part of his healing process was that he just stopped drinking. Yeah. But then we never actually see him drink at all for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But, like, he lied Because he does, he knocks back a thing of gray goose.
0: Yeah, I think like part of this, part of the movie at the beginning, before you find out, you know, his real reason as to why you know he can't go through grief and
1: whatnot. There's a big reveal. He's
0: like, I have it down here. Like, I can't tell at this point in the movie, like, if he's a fraud or not.
1: Yeah, me too. Right? Like,
0: I I can't tell. Like, there's subtle hints about how he, you know oh, that wasn't actually what happened. Or like, oh, you're not dealing with it. or And I'm just like, what happened? Like, are you totally a fraud that you made all this stuff up? Or did it actually happen, but not the way you're exactly... Like, I, I won't... You know, I was intrigued. The storyline intrigued me enough to continue watching. So that's a good
1: thing. <laughs> it was kind of mysterious. But like, yeah. yeah, that's a big thing for me. We never know if Burke is actually a good person if that makes sense I,
0: I think I mean, he is I just think he has his struggles of not being not not going through the steps of grief and not coming to terms with the loss um that he experienced but
1: meanwhile he wrote a book about loss and he's making a ton of money off it well
0: that yes i eh, yes. don't love that morally ambiguous <laughs> yeah
1: okay there we go
0: um but the meat cute can we talk about the meat cute yes okay so he bumps into jennifer aniston in or sorry eloise. he bumps into eloise uh in the hallway hotel and um after she leaves he sees the word quittance written on the wall and of course he goes to like the nearest bookshop um, and looks in a dictionary, and it's um, a definition for an overly busy person.
1: Like this was only 2009, Burke. You could have just gone online and googled that, right? Yes. Like it wasn't so long ago that you couldn't just do that.
0: 2009. I you could like definitely Google. You things could, in but
1: like actually, I'd... you would ask Jeeves back then. Is there just something romantic about going to a library or a bookstore that they're like? Um, oh, better absolutely. Better reads the book.
0: If she would have been there though, looking up words for her next word to put on, that would have been really cute.
1: Oh. <laughs> That would have been cute.
0: And then like he she sees him looking up the word that she you know, that's cute. That's Was cute. this
1: also just an easy way to shoehorn in like, ooh, she's kinda like I feel like in two thousand and nine we were really in like a quirky girls were cute sort of thing. So her knowing this like very obscure
0: well, it's intriguing, right? Like it's like mystery. They don't talk yet. They haven't talked yet. He just bumps into her and right. then sees, yeah.
1: So and she scurries off, kind of awkward. Very weird. It was
0: like kind of she was like mugging him and like leaving the
1: scene with you know his wallet. Yeah, and yeah. she wrote that word underneath a picture. Yes, that's strange. It no? all.
0: They also, also never, never explain why what? she does
1: it. <laughs> like they explain that she likes strange words. Yes, just back to the whole like, oh, it's cute to be quirky. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> But, like, why <laughs> under this random picture? Does that make you feel that way, I guess? I yeah,
0: know. I I do. That is a plot hole that they never really um, dove into, which would have been nice. Okay, so they meet again in the hotel lobby. And this is where the meet... No, I guess this is, like, the second meet, part of the meet queue.
1: This is the attempt by Burke, Hey, I'm
0: going to make a connection. And he asks her out, and she pretends to be deaf to blow him off. She doesn't want to go out with him.
1: Excuse me, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hi, uh, do you remember me? From the hallway upstairs, you dropped your pen. Um, would you like to have a cup of coffee? Eloise does have a boyfriend at this point. Eloise so. does
0: have a boyfriend, and I think she just has a hard time letting down people, telling them no. I, maybe that's it. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, have you ever gone to great lengths to avoid talking to somebody, or if somebody's asked you out, have you gone to great lengths to say no instead of, or, yeah, to say no instead of just telling them no?
1: Oh, man, I haven't gone to great lengths. I've used some bad excuses, though. I used to do, like, a, like an overnight shift, and that, for the longest time, became the excuse of, like, if anybody wanted to hang out, it's like doing overnights tonight like seven days this week yeah hey it's a lot let me tell you like what time does that start Uh, what time do you want to hang out 10 p.m yeah that's when it starts yeah it's like no no matter when they wanted to hang out it's like ah overnights i'm too tired you know man it's crazy my schedule is just i gotta jam-packed yeah yeah exactly i gotta find time to sleep you know oh my god
0: that's a good one did you use anything i
1: used to work on a mine site not a lot
0: of women work on mine sites and (laughs) um there was an abundance of men who would um oh this is political sarah
1: here. here we go
0: or give me their numbers Uh or like I'd come back from like lunch and some guy's number would be sitting there or like my vest, like my safety vest would be off and they'd put it in like my pocket. Um, Yo, these are kind of Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: I want to go back to all the (laughs) elaborate ways that they would give you their number. So they would like put them in your work vest?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I remember that. Like what does Um, it say?
1: It's just a number and a guy's name? Or like is it like cute, like high school, like date me? No. Check mark, check mark? No, just
0: be like call me or I don't know. Oh my God. It was a long, it was a while ago. Like, it was a long, long time ago. Um, but I remember, like, that super awkward one where he asked me out, and, like, I can't, I can't exactly remember the excuse, but I did go to great, great awkward lengths to get out of it. Okay. So, yeah, like you said, um, Eloise has a, a boyfriend right now, and he's a musician. She gets home to bring him lunch, and she sees that he had a girl over. So they break up. They break up. She goes back to the shop and guess who her best friend at work is. It's Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. We love Judy Greer. She's great. She won't return our phone calls, but she's great. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, And so then flip back to um, Burke. He is at a book signing and a lady comes up to him and says that um, she took uh, her husband's ashes and baked them into his favorite cookies. Do you think that that's, like, the most outrageous thing that you could do with ashes?
1: Uh, yeah, baked goods, because... Well, li- listen, her How- rationale made sense, though, because Burke's, like, you know, I think he he was talking about remembering the things that your loves, loved ones right. love the most. This yeah. guy happened to like the, like, cinnamon raisin cookies or whatever, so she baked them into cookies. Yeah. Like- I don't know. It's kind of like when people want their ashes spread in a, a location of significance, you're like, oh, that... That makes sense. Yeah, he loved cookies, baking them into cookies. D- don't love the result, I was but gonna her say, thought process to get there. Made I think
0: sense. the thought process was a, like you know, touching and and um, um, you know um, a nice gesture. Um, but I wonder how those will preserve. Like Horrible. I would say, five to seven days, they're going to uh, expire. Gonna be really bad. Um, Ugh, the mold, the mold in that bucket is going to be real raunchy. Not going to be good. Yeah. No. No. You,
1: you want to do something with the ashes that will stand the test of time? I would hope. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so Berg finds out though that Jennifer, or sorry, Eloise. I keep on saying Jen, Jennifer Aniston, but Eloise um, actually is not deaf and um, can can hear. And he um, confronts
1: her about it. He's pissed. He, they
0: have it out at the receptionist desk, and he is pissed. And then he asks her out, though, by getting a bouquet made. So, like, they have it out. She leaves. And then a little while after, he sends her flowers to ask her out. The guy just won't won't let up. And she says yes, though.
1: Didn't really make sense. No. The, the, the motivations there on Eloise's part, like, she, this guy yelled at her. She yelled back at him randomly. He asks her out. Yeah. I think 9 times out of 10 she says no. Like why did she say yes? And they never explain why, why she said sudden, yes. Why all of a
0: sudden? Maybe because she's single now. Yeah. She felt like, bad saying yes before. Uh, I don't know. At the restaurant though on their date she cuts her salad. Who cuts their salad?
1: <laughs> you noticed that she yes, cuts her salad? Yes, that is
0: literally Yes, and the date is a total dud.
1: We got we to gotta keep track of the quirky Eloise moments. I feel like they really tried to make her quirky. Who cuts salad? That's a good who question. Cuts
0: sal- who cuts salad? Like, it was not a salad to be cut.
1: But they th- that's not something that I'm assuming Jennifer Aniston does. So there's somebody on set saying, all right, Jen, we want you to cut that salad. It's yeah, a character. Maybe, maybe she does. I don't know. It's a piece of your character that we need to have in here. Like, why?
0: Yeah. I and, and the date the date doesn't go over well. They they handshake goodbye, but then he runs after her and tells her that he hasn't been on a date in three
1: years. I haven't I haven't been on a date in three years. See, I was um I was married and uh, normally I'm 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 quite dashing and debonair and um whatever other D word there is that would really impress you, but it's painfully apparent that I'm I'm a little rusty.
0: Why wouldn't you just say so so then they go back to her shop and they continue to chat and um he finds all of these cards uh that she's kept over the years of people who have um delivered flowers and and the the little notes that go along with them i think they're so cute
1: see and that is that's a character quirk that that is quirky but that's adorable
0: it is adorable i think it's super cute
1: and it's there's some rationale there where he's reading some of the cards and they're really there are some that are profound. There are some that are cute. Like, I, I think if I was doing her profession, that would interest me as well. I might keep some of those.
0: I really liked them.
1: But it's like, you never think about it because I've never in that scenario. I, I don't own a florist shop, you know? Like, I'm I'm never going to...
0: Like, I, I think it's really cute. I want to ask flo- other florists, I was gonna do say, you keep cards? If there is a really florist cute.
1: listening, please mm-hmm. tell us. Well, like, does anybody do that?
0: So they stop by her mom's house um, probably the next day because he's really only there for a week. So all of this is happening in, in a short amount of time. Oh, my
1: God. I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, Eloise's mom is a huge fan of Burke Ryan's. And uh, Eloise grabs the keys. uh Eloise grabs the keys to um, the neighbor's work truck, who is also the mom's boyfriend, and um, they go to see a concert, and they see it from the parking lot. Again, what a cute date. This was almost my
1: best scene, and this is like, like I said, there are parts of this movie that I really, really like. The cards, love it. (laughs) This... Um, yeah, it's it's a Rogue Wave concert, I'm pretty sure, which was it like is, yes. a fun indie band, yep. you know, 09, perfect spot. They use the construction, but they, they lift it up so that you don't need to be in the concert venue. It's an outdoor venue. You don't need to be in it. You just, mm-hmm. if you're in the parking lot, you can kind of see everything. Um, yeah, I thought, like you said, I thought that was really cute. I've never but seen it's... that before.
0: Like it, in a movie, you know, like they do the typical first date, you know, yeah. cute dinner on a rooftop.
1: But it's not so absurd that I don't think it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's yeah, still, yeah. Well, what's your, I, I have a personal like concert moment that's kind of similar to this. What's your best concert moment though?
0: It wasn't with like a significant other. Can it, is that okay?
1: Can I make a prediction? Sure. We're going back to Festival Girl, <laughs> wreathing in her hair, Indie Girl Sarah, and she's at Mumford Oh my Sons. god, it is! <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that specific concert. Oh my before. god,
0: that concert was so so good. they have got
1: Edison light bulbs. They strung did. In they the had crowd. Edison
0: light bulbs strung from <laughs> the stage to like half like up the hill. I think there was like fifty thousand people. So so good oh my God, they're fantastic live. And it was just like, oh, it was, I can't, I can't, I don't have words. I don't have words to describe how great it was. But that was, that was amazing.
1: So I had a moment seeing like a band who's, who's, was massive here in Canada, the tragically hip Oh yep. lead singer, unfortunately passed away mm-hmm. recently. And it was very much like a, it's kind of an emotional cultural thing. But, yeah. um, many years ago, like maybe like, honestly, like 10 years ago, they were performing in Ottawa. And um, we actually didn't, like, me and my friends didn't want to see them. (laughs) Which is
0: wild, because now you'd die to see them.
1: They were at, like, this big festival, and we decided we're going to dip out of the festival. And then the bus we wanted to catch, it was full. So it's, like, 30 more minutes before the next bus comes. And the way that festival was set up is that there's a street behind the main stage. So we're like, oh, like, the Tragically Hip are playing. Let's just walk over there. And we ended up, like, listening to five, six songs from behind the stage of the (laughs) Tragically Hip, and now it's become this, like, they can't tour anymore, it's like, bragging rights, right? Like, I saw the (laughs) Tragically Hip, and then I'm the guy who's like, I didn't (laughs) want to see them, and I kind of listened from behind the stage, but it was like, now it's kind of this emotional thing that I have about them. Similar to Burke and Eloise, like, Mm -hmm. they're not paying for tickets, they probably have the both both best and worst seats in the house, because they're the farthest from the stage, but they didn't need to It's kind of interesting, you know?
0: It is. It's a really cool experience, right? Like, I find concerts um, and live music give you those memories and the experiences that you remember forever. Yeah. So they go to a poetry slam. Have you ever been to a poetry slam? Yeah, in college, though. Don't think it counts. I think (laughs) I also went um, to a a poetry slam in university. Is that when
1: everybody goes to poetry slam? I.
0: I don't know. I mean, uh, I think so. I think I don't there's know. a
1: line, okay? You're allowed to dabble in Poetry Slam in allowed college, but if you do it after that, now you're in poetry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a line you cross. You live and breathe poetry. It, yeah. If you're in your 30s doing Poetry Slam, you are a poetry person. You can't just, you know.
0: Yeah. You appreciate it, right? That haiku you've yeah. made.
1: You get a free trial period in college. Hey, go do it as much <laughs> as you want, but like that's just an experience in college. <laughs> you're allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and so they kind of hang out there. Um, I think I would I would like to call Dan Fogler's character. His name's Lane. Um, he, his executive assistant. Do you think or his like um, uh, agent, manager, agent, yeah, manager agent yeah. manager Yeah,
1: manager. Um,
0: and so he shows up as well, and they all kind of hang out together. They all have a really good night together. Um, I think, uh, Burke needs to let loose a little bit and kind of um just live live a life outside of the seminars of grief of of grief. They are hanging out in a cemetery visiting gravestones of Bruce Lee and he talks about his wife's funeral and how there were dahlias growing that day and Eloise says, which like wrong person to say it to, she owns a flower shop, Yeah, she says they don't bloom until the fall and this was in March and she realizes that Burke never went to his wife's funeral.
1: It all kind of clicks in that, yeah. It
0: all starts, all the pieces start to, to fall into place, not that he's a fraud but that He didn't have the emotional capacity to to attend his wife's funeral.
1: But the weird thing is that I think he almost lied so much that he made himself believe that he went to the funeral because before that, Judy Greer's character is like, funerals are so weird and antiquated and he starts almost lecturing her like, no, funerals are for healing. This is why they're important. And like for my wife's funeral, like he was telling this story yeah. as if it was fact.
0: Well, and it is fact. Um, Like I took, in university, I took a death and dying class. Yeah. And it is like what he was saying was true about funerals and how like, you know, we have to go, it's for the living. And, and, um, no, but
1: I mean that story was a fact <gasps> yes. in his head. Right? Oh, yes, he yes. Thought he's gone he was through at the that funeral. so
0: many times that he's believed that he truly was at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. And then it wasn't until she questioned that he kind of.
0: Yeah, he kind of almost snapped out of it and was like, "Oh, yeah. yeah." And and the next day in group in in the small group seminar, um, he's a total dick to everybody until Walter kind of snaps him out and of it and realizes that sometimes you have to do the things that you fear in order to move on. And so this is my best scene. They go on a field trip to a hardware store for Walter. So Walter's son um, passed away. He was a contractor, uh, Walter, and um, he's never been able to step foot in a hardware store. At- since then and so they bring him to a hardware store and uh because he's feeling stuck and it is very very touching this scene this was a weep warning for me actually wow um it was really really cute when one of the ladies brings him a tool belt I was just like, oh my gosh. And they all get together like they're a community. They're like a support system. And they all kind of help him gather all of the things um, that he'll need to be a contractor again and to, to, you know, do what his son would have wanted him
1: to continue, you know? But also to, to heal, right? To and this heal. Is such a interesting duality of this movie that I actually really like is that, you know, Burke's character has a lot of flaws, has a lot of faults. He hasn't really addressed a lot of the grief that he has, but he is helping people. So a little backstory mm-hmm. on that Walter guy is that, uh, Burke does these workshops with these people when he goes on tour and, you know, they, they work through some of the problems in regards to healing and grief and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it was a really sweet moment. It and that, that's a great scene, yeah. honestly.
0: Um. So then the next day he goes to, uh, so Burke goes to see Eloise and she convinces him to go to his wife's parents' house to get the parrot. So... <laughs> Burke's wife used to own a parrot, and he hated this parrot, but when uh, his wife died, the parrot went to his parents, uh, went to her parents, uh, when I think it was supposed to go to Burke, but her parents took the the parrot.
1: Well, because he went MIA after, we're learning now, Yes. he kind of went MIA after her death, didn't go to the funeral, didn't talk to the in-laws anymore. Yeah and so, so they he took the
0: so they took the parrot they've been taking care of the parrot for the last 3 years and um I guess she always wanted to let it go into the wild or always wanted him to have it and so Eloise and Burke come up with this idea that you know we should let it loose in the wild which like I'm sorry, but you're in Seattle. It's a tropical <laughs> parrot. This bird has been like domesticated. I'm sorry. Like I have like I'm watching this and I was like, this bird is going to die. There like, is no there way There is no way it's going to survive by this itself. Is not
1: an ecosystem for this bird. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because oh as soon as it God. happened, I was like, Oh, like if they're right, so like they're shooting this in LA, that could and then I'm like, no, they're not. Oh no. This yeah. is like way too cold for that bird. And I'm like
0: <laughs> Was this written in after? Like, what were they thinking? Maybe if it was like a chickadee or, I don't know, birds, domesticated birds versus birds in the wild. Like, I don't know what could survive, but I don't think a domesticated bird bird could survive in the wilds at that point.
1: Can we do, I was going to do this for my, for later on, but like most obnoxious pets that people want to have or that people have is parrot near the top. (laughs) It literally speaks to you in, like, whatever you teach it, it'll say back to you.
0: It does. You can teach it a
1: lot. Adorable in theory. Mm -hmm. Every parrot I've met, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is horrible.
0: Well, and I think, too, like, you know, you, you have a dog, you have a cat. They live, you know, between 10 and 20 years, depending on the pet. And tropical parrots, like, they can live to 80 years old like that that's longer than that's, some lifespans of humans like of people but,
1: but even like when are you getting a parrot like if you and I got a parrot yes. it will outlive us yes what
0: i know and what? like they How's can that possible? yeah it so it's it is like it is a lifetime commitment
1: unless of course you let it loose in seattle and then it's not a lifetime commitment anymore
0: well yeah like. yes <laughs> I'm just like, "Were you trying to kill the bird? Like what is happening? Like I know this is a healing process for you, Burke, but like this is not a good idea.
1: Find a better location." Yeah.
0: And and the bird does fly away. So I think I think the the essence of this scene is supposed to be that Burke is letting go, right? Like he's letting his his um emotions kind of open and he's able to kind of start to move on and
1: um, Well, he's letting her go, he's right? He's letting her go. Yeah. yeah.
0: He goes back to the car though where Eloise is standing and flips out on her which like I'm like dude like I know you're going through a lot right now but like she literally did nothing
1: but help you the the pacing in this movie is kind of weird because I thought that was a kind of a beautiful moment the bird mm-hmm. flies away and I had the thought oh is that bird gonna die but then, yeah, but yeah. then the was music like, oh. was really inspirational so I'm like oh great like Burke is addressing a lot of things that need to be addressed great we're we're building him yes, back up yeah, yeah then we get back to Eloise and he just like has a meltdown on her and I'm like oh like okay pop, like pop the brakes <laughs> what we're angry at people now yeah. like I thought this was really good for you I didn't realize this was a bad moment I don't know
0: it was yeah it was strange I was like why are we now what yelling at her like you've you've just let go of all this like Weight on your shoulders of what you've been carrying. Yeah. And now we're mad at Eloise and you're putting words in her mouth. Okay. They were like,
1: we need 30 more minutes of this movie, so let's make them have a fight so we can give it a little bit more. Like, what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So then they can come together. So the next day, his uh, agent formulates a meet cute where Eloise shows up at the hotel and Burke thinks that he's going to meet a big shot deal guy and it turns out that it's her and they talk about his grief and what he's been going through and kind of start to work things through and Eloise says you know like
1: listen I I wasn't judging you or trying to trip you up can I say something and and this comes from a place of total humility with the acknowledgement that my life is a day-by-day
0: experiment
1: in really bad decisions
0: but uh you really messed up so it's the end of the seminar week and he's up on stage and he comes clean saying that he can't lie um lied to to the people anymore saying that he was the and, and that he was the one driving the car not her and he was the one he feels that he killed his wife um and i and i think his father father-in-law is there to kind of ream him out about the parrot but he actually goes up there on stage and tells him that it was just an accident and that um you know it's okay
1: and that it's not your fault and it's not your fault
0: and and everybody starts clapping and getting up and it was a touching moment was that
1: your best scene best scene kind Mm -hmm. of like a specific part of it was my best scene so this is kind of wrapping up um the fact that burke hasn't been truthful with anybody is that he like has this revelation on stage yeah i was driving the car the converse- it, it was weird that the crowd started clapping.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a clapping moment. I no. did find that weird. I was like, "Why are we all standing and clapping?" Like, it wasn't. This isn't a standing ovation for like a play that you just watched. Yeah, like <laughs> this wasn't a performance.
1: It was Shakespearean tragedy. <laughs> it's- yeah. Um, the conversation with the father-in-law Martin Sheen at the end of this movie. Like, I'll be honest, it didn't totally make sense right away why the father-in-law Ryan didn't like him so much, and then we learn like. Burke had been MIA the entire time, like, you know, the funeral after her death, blah, blah, blah. I did like that they had that heart-to-heart conversation. Yes. And I did like, I'll be honest, I think it was a better scene because of Martin Sheen, and I think there were a lot of things that don't totally make sense, but because he was so, Martin Sheen's so great as the father character, I'm like, Mm -hmm. ah, yeah, okay, here we go, (laughs) you know, he's- It's gonna be good. He said, like, we didn't just lose a father, we also lost a son, and like- we're we're not upset with you. We just want you to you know not forget about us and you know to yeah. to still be a part of our family. I'm like oh this is really nice. Like a lot of this isn't really clicking for me <laughs> plot hole wise, but like it's Martin Sheen. He had a great speech. So way to wrap the movie up, Martin. I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. So Burke after the seminar is done, he's getting ready to leave the city, but he stops by her shop first and leaves a word, which means a person who uses who uses long unusual sometimes obscure words in speech or writing which like I think he could have used a better word to describe maybe their relationship or the 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 romance between them so what was
1: the word though
0: oh it was really long and I couldn't pronounce it which is why I'm not saying it got it I'll be I'll be completely honest with you and then he shows up at the shop again and asks her out and says he wants her to get to know the part of him that
1: isn't closed off
0: and she says yes
1: so now has has love happened?
0: Love has happened. Love has occurred. Yes.
1: Kinda difficult because he is still on tour, so theoretically he's leaving the next day.
0: Yeah, I think there's a, a struggle throughout this movie too where he, he realizes, do I want to keep doing this? Or like in helping people through grief and, and you know, moving through those emotions, or do I kind of want to live my life as well? Um Dealing with my own grief, but also living my own life. And I think that there's like a little bit of a struggle there. So I don't know. I mean, we don't really know if he does go to the next city, right?
1: Do you think they end up together?
0: I would like to think that they do just because I like, you know, a nice, cute ending. Um, I don't know if they do, though. Quick facts. When Burke and Eloise are on their first date, they are seen exiting the Water Street Cafe, which is a real restaurant in Vancouver, BC, Canada, where parts of the movie were filmed. The interior of Eloise's garden was actually a high-end lingerie shop in Vancouver. The filmmakers redressed it as the flower shop. Eloise chides her assistant for not cauterizing the roses. Roses are never to be cauterized. That would seal the stems so they wouldn't be able to take up any water. In fact, roses are to be cut every day since the stems seal up naturally. The filming locations for this movie were Seattle, Washington, Vancouver, BC, and Olympia, Washington honorable mentions is it crazy if i say i really liked the side characters in this movie no i i mean judy greer like she's great as always um but i also really like dan fogler's um character as lane in this so good so good notably though he was also in fantastic beasts and where to find them all three movies
1: yeah that's where we know him from um he's kind of like ari from entourage if ari was like nicer because yep. he is yeah, kind of like good, the wheeling good. dealing agent, you he know. Is. But he's like, there he are moments the where, best he, yeah, face, yeah. But there are moments where he sits down with Burke and he's like, "Listen, friend to friend, if if you want to say no to what I'm trying to sort out for us, just say it. Let me know." So yeah, a little bit more of a moral compass, I think, than Ari. Uh, my honorable mention. I'm gonna do you one better from your the side characters comment. Mm-hmm. I think the parrot should get an honorable mention. Best actor in the movie, I think. So the parrot does come back. In your What Should Have Been's?
0: No, the parrot comes back in the movie at the very, very end.
1: Wait, what? Yes. I missed that. So
0: the parrot comes back at the very end. Um, So, you know, Burke and Eloise are a cute item. And Martin Sheen is going to get the newspaper at the end of the driveway. And the bird is on the post at the end of the driveway. And he realizes, good God, this bird is back. (gasps) Oh, that's right. And the bird hops back on the shoulder and he walks back in.
1: That's right.
0: It, it survived just oh, letting everybody know. So
1: that solved the plot hole of isn't that bird just gonna die? In yes, Seattle? yes, it definitely. won't die. No. Okay, we're good. We're good, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> what should have been?
0: I don't have any. What should have been?
1: Okay, we we should have taken all of the exact same actors. Yeah, and just transported them into a better movie, like okay, The Proposal or. Even like Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, both of those were 2009 releases. Okay. So theoretically, you Mm -hmm. could have the same exact cast shooting either of those movies. I think like Aaron Eckert, he wasn't bad in this. And he's actually had some extremely good roles. Mm -hmm. Same with Jennifer Aniston. Like she was pretty good in this. She's had some great acting moments here and there. So Mm -hmm. like, I just... Pieces of this movie were really good. The finished product just didn't quite fit all together for me. So I would have liked a, a little redo like in a better situation.
0: Okay, so like you could see her replacing Jennifer Garner in Ghost of Girlfriend's, Girlfriend's Past. Past.
1: T- toss Aaron into I the Matthew McConaughey that. role, yeah, and we're good. And that could, that's a better movie, you know? Could
0: you see her, um, and this is only because she's in um, Just Go With It with Adam Sandler. Ugh. But do you think she could have replaced... Um, Kristen Bell in Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason Siegel.
1: Funny enough, Sarah. Oh wait, no, which one was it? Oh, Couples Retreat is also an O9 release. Yes, and I Couples thought about Retreat. that one. Yeah. I didn't love it. Uh Kristen Bell as a Jennifer uh the, I think Kristen Bell's character in that was a little bit more um pompous and a little bit more like not self entitled, but like there was too much self importance.
0: Yeah okay I, 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 no 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 she did you know what don't get me wrong i love Kristen bell and her sloths so she her, oh she does love yeah, sloths, she loves sloths doesn't she um no 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 i think she was perfect for this but i just wanted to gauge your interest and in, in if you if you think no, she could have done the I, I i thing. don't hate
1: it i i think jennifer aniston played a character similar to that on friends for so long that i mm. like her in more sincere roles if that makes okay. sense okay yeah, yeah like he's just not that into you She's just trying to get Ben Affleck to propose, you know, it's just yeah, all she wants. Yeah, I wish wants.
0: she wasn't such a side character in that one. Like, she yeah. could have done a really good lead
1: role. Oh, 100%, mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah. But back to the fact that Jennifer Aniston has not successfully transitioned to film. Oh, my God. She was, God. like, the 10th no. actress in that movie.
0: Well, yes, she And was, then aside but- from that,
1: it's all Adam Sandler's and, like,
0: friggin... <laughs> Adam Sandler likes two actresses, Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston. 100%, yeah.
1: That's that's it. <laughs> Also, um, before I get into my what should have been, shout out to Taylor Swift's All Too Well. Oh, yes. The Red Album re-release mm-hmm. came out this week or this past week. Yep. If you haven't watched that, like, 10-minute short film, I don't want to throw too much shade on this movie, but I think that 10-minute story about Taylor Swift and Jake Gyllenhaal is probably a better love story than this whole movie. Stop it. Um, Now we're on to uh, rewatchability.
0: Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 3, Storyline 2.5, Thirst Factor 3, Imagination 3, Soundtrack 3, Cheese 2 for an overall score of 2.75.
1: So I've got Chemistry 2, Storyline 3.7, Thirst Factor 2.5, Imagination 2.8. Soundtrack 4, though. The soundtrack actually wasn't bad in this. Mm -hmm. In fact, it was fairly good. Okay. Cheese, 1.5. Oh, okay. For an overall score exactly the same as yours, actually, 2.75. Hmm. Wow. This has been the rom com rewind of Love Happens. Um, so, coming up, we are going to be getting our holiday movie schedule ready. Our so, holiday cheers coming. If you have any suggestions for that, I mean, I already name dropped Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, just floating that into podcast existence but if you have any thoughts let us know and as well i think we might do an episode where we just compile listener questions and thoughts and and talk about it for like a holiday episode so if you have any questions thoughts things that you want to chat about at romcom rewind on instagram and tiktok
0: thanks for listening